Anybody besides me ever thought about when Kent Clark used to, or Clark Kent rather, used to get in the phone booth and he had on the glasses and the suit, and then when he come out, he was Superman. Do you ever wish you could do that? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Do you ever wish you could just go into a phone booth, take off who you are, and come out who you want to be? And it was just that simple. Uh, what if you could kill a part of you and let the rest of you live? Wouldn't that be nice? Is there any part of your heart you just would like to say, come on, quit feeling because I've got greater things I want to feel? Any part of your mind that you would say, just quit thinking about that. It's over anyway. We buried it a long time ago. Let's stay out of the graveyard. It's behind us. We want to go forward. Is there any part of your life that you wish that you could just walk off and never have to deal with? Anybody besides me wish you could dance on the grave of an enemy? I mean, somebody that you have buried, you know where they're at. There's a tombstone there with praise written on it and you would just love to get on with your life without thinking about that thing that almost took you out and that thing that that thing that threatened to take you out but it didn't take you out and here you are still praising God and glorifying him in the midst of it all and in spite of it all you're still here and the devil lost I wish I could sing that song, God Made It Fail. I'm going to learn it and sing it one day. I think Pam Stone is going to run the first time I sing that song. She, I think it might be her favorite song right now because every one of us can testify of moments in our life that if the devil would have had his way, he would have taken us down. If the devil could have done what he tried to do and wanted to do and attempted to do, none of us would be here. But our test now is a testimony. And we now can stand to the goodness of God and the glory of God and sing the praises of God and give blessings to the God who redeemed us and bought us back and gave us a new name that only he can give us. I wish sometimes that a part of me could die and another part of me could live. Well, what if I told you that's possible? What if I told you that you can die and about three seconds later, you can be reborn and resurrected and all things can be passed away and all things could become new? Would that be good news to you? Would you be willing to give up three seconds of death to have a life of, of living in front of you and bury something that needs to be buried and should stay buried? Well, that's what baptism does. That's what the Bible tells us that baptism is about. I know that some traditions teach that you just should get baptized one time. And some traditions say repent and be baptized. They take that very literal. But if you understand baptism in the Bible, it's a lot more than just the washing away of our sins. It's a lot more than just being re than repenting and being baptized. No, I've been baptized lots of times. I've been baptized in ponds and the Jordan River and nice church baptistries and bad church baptistries. And I've been baptized in, in horse troughs. And I've been baptized out here in our baptismal tank because I've gone through some seasons of my life that I needed to bury. I had a few enemies that I needed to put under the ground. And I needed a fresh start and a new walk and a new life. Has anybody ever been in circumstances like that where you just wanted God to give you a brand new season a brand new journey maybe even a brand new name you needed to bury something and and some people just have to 
carry something and not go back again. Well, the word baptism literally means, it's a Greek word, is where we get our English word baptism. It's the word baptizo, which literally means to immerse or submerge or soak something. So, so I, I realize there's some groups that like to sprinkle, but that's really not what baptismo means. It doesn't mean get wet. It means to get soaked. It doesn't mean to get wet. It means to be immersed. So you go into something and you soak in something. Because the reason is it, that we believe in immersion, and I'm not saying that if you got sprinkled, you had a bad baptism. I'm just saying the, belief, the reason that we believe in immersion is because it's a watery grave. You have to be buried in the grave in order to be resurrected according to the word of God. Romans 6, when Paul was teaching on baptism, listen to what he says in Romans 6, beginning in verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer? Or do we not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ our Lord were baptized into his death? Therefore, somebody shout, therefore. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism. Oh, did you get that? We were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory. How was he raised? By glory. By gl glory raised him up. Raised it raised by, from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the what? In the newness of life. For if we have been united together with him in the likeness of death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified him, that the body of sin might be done away with, and we should no longer be saved slaves to sin. Is anybody ready to give that part of you up? Anybody ready to give that part of your life up? Baptism is literally a funeral. It is literally a death, a burial, and a resurrection in your life. I don't know about you, but there's just sometimes I just think something needs to die. Do you ever get tired of the old voices? Do you ever get tired of the old images? Do you ever get tired of looking in the rear view mirror thinking something in your past is gonna creep up on you? Do you ever get tired of the enemy accusing you of sin that is already under the blood and nailed to the cross? Do you ever get tired of thinking about mistakes you've made and decisions you wish you could make over a different way. Do you ever get tired? Well, I want to tell you, you don't have to live in the past. You don't have to live in the fear. The Bible gives us a way to bury our past and to come alive into the, what do you call it? The newness of life. Somebody say that, the newness of life. God wants you to live in the newness of life. Can that really happen, Dr. B? Can somebody just go get in a tank, go underwater and come up and be brand new? Well, I tell you, I, can, I know lots of testimonies. Uh, I was baptizing one time at Twin Rivers and we had baptized, I don't know, 30, 30 people or so, ever how many was on the baptism roster. And after the end of the baptism, it was time to get out. The praise and worship team was up there singing. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, uh, ask the praise team to sing Amazing Grace, all right? Sing Amazing Grace and just see if there's anybody else that needs to be baptized. And I just, I, I wasn't, it wasn't showmanship. It wasn't you know, a, a big ask. It was just simply 
the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said that we're to sing Amazing Grace because there's somebody else here that needs to get baptized. It doesn't matter if you have your street clothes on. We'll get you a towel. We'll get you some clothes to go home on. What surprised me and everyone else is our drummer jumped off of the, of the drum, jumped out of the drum cage and ran and jumped in the baptistry. Now, everybody in the church knows this guy, and this was really out of character for him. When he jumped in that, in that cage, he come up like a wild man. We had never seen anything like that. He told us later that it felt like he had been dipped in fire. It wasn't like water. He said, I've never had anything like that affect me. When that happened, people started coming. For the next two hours, I baptized people. We were dragged. There were people getting slain in the spirit. There were people getting healed. There were people getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I mean, right there in the baptistry, anything you can think of that could happen in a church was happening. Every time we'd take them down, we'd see miracles. It was like an angel had come and troubled the water. There was a young lady sitting on the back row or right near the back who had come because her friend wanted her to watch her get baptized. This girl was terrified of churches. She was terrified of religion because she had been used in cultic practices, rituals as a child. Her mother allowed them to use her in cultic practices, and she was scarred. She was just, her life was in shambles. She, she had a past that she couldn't even bear to think about because it crippled her. And, and she had lived her life as, a, as an emotionally crippled person who was kind of a recluse and, and very few friends because she could not get beyond her past. And, and this wasn't a Christian group, and you can read between the lines. It wasn't a Christian group that her mother was involved in. It was a cultic group. And the things they did to her are things I don't even want to talk about and give the devil any credit for, but it should have never been done to a child. And that girl was sitting back there, and when that drummer came out of that baptistry and those people started lining up, that girl started white-knuckling the chair in front of her and she started crying and she was going to leave but instead of leaving she got out of her seat and instead of walking to the door she said I don't even know what happened but something turned her around and she walked up there with all of her fear and all of her pain and all of her bondage and all the demons that she had dealt with her whole life she walked up there and that girl I didn't I'd never met her before she jumped in that baptistry and when she came out she let out a war hoop because some, she, had, she had tapped into a power source that she had never had before in her life. And that young lady became a full-time missionary in a foreign country and moved back to the United States and became my personal assistant for many, many years. A girl that was bound and hiding and now she is still in full-time ministry to this day because there is power, there's resurrection power that comes out of the watery grave. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267 Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you and God bless you. And may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word.
So he says that you can have a new life. And there's some of you tonight, you need a new life. You're tired of the pain. You're tired of the mourning. You're tired of the, you're weary. You're worn out thinking about all the things that should not have happened. And I'm here to tell you, they should not have happened. It doesn't mean you deserved any of it, but you're there anyway. It doesn't mean you caused any of it, but you're there anyway anyway and the pain will not go away and the pain does not need that will not heal but I'm telling you there is a grave that you can put that enemy in there is a place where you can bury it and give it all to Jesus there is a newness of life I am a witness and anybody else in this room that says I am a witness that you can give it to Christ and walk in the newness of life now the story of Noah's Ark is not just in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. Did you know that? And in the story of Noah's Ark, listen to it out of 1 Peter. For Christ also suffered once for sin and just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, being, but made alive in the spirit, by whom also he went and preached in the, in the spirits of the prison, this is when Christ died, was put in the tomb, went into the heart of the earth for three years, that's what, three days, excuse me, that's what he's talking about, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. Now, that, now, you're probably reading that part and thinking, okay, he's just talking about a boat floating. No, no, no. Keep on. Verse 21. There is also an antitype, which means a type, a fulfillment of that, which now saves us baptizing or baptism. Well, what do you, an antitype is the fulfillment of a type. So you've got types and shadows. The antitype means it's the fulfillment of a type or shadow. So he's saying that Noah's Ark was a type and shadow of baptism and that Baptism by water is now the fulfillment of Noah's Ark. Well, what was Noah's Ark? Well, if you look at the word ark and you understand what that Hebrew word means, that word ark literally means coffin. It literally means that they were in something that you would bury something in. It is a coffin. Even the Ark of the Covenant was a coffin. That is where death went. It was a mercy seat on top of it, but the law and all the things that, that, that caused the, 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 the law, the rod of Aaron, all the things that brought death, that brought judgment upon us, those were put in the coffin, and that's why you went there to find mercy. Because again, I don't have time to get into that, but when Jesus rose from the dead, what was, well, let me just hit it. Hit, can you take it or hit and run? I promise a 45 second hit and run if you go to the ark of the covenant what do you see you see a coffin and you see a mercy seat on top of it and you see an angel at the right and an angel at the left fast forward to jesus resurrection from the dead mary shows up at the tomb what does she see she sees the coffin she sees him and his clothes in the middle there's an angel on the right and there's an angel on the left it is the anti-type of the ark of the covenant it's the fulfillment so the ark of the covenant was the fulfillment of when jesus christ would resurrect and give mercy to all around all all of those who would call upon his name so here is noah and his family they're in a coffin and then look at what Genesis says God says he said I myself are bringing these flood waters I myself are bringing these flood waters in Genesis 6 and 17 why would God say that 
God could have renovated the earth by fire. God could have renovated the earth by wind. God could have renovated the earth any way he wanted to. He could have just sucked the oxygen out of the air and everybody would have died. But God said, no, I'm gonna baptize the earth. Instead of that, I'm gonna give you a symbol that one of these days, the same way I am moving the filth out of this earth, I am taking the sin out of this earth. One of these days, you don't have to get in an ark and you don't have to wait till it rains 40 days and 40 nights. One, you don't have to wait till the animals get on board and the door is shut. All you have to do is go to a watery grave and you'll be getting the same new relationship with me that Noah got. The rainbow will appear. The dove will fly. The doors will open. Everything I did for Noah, I will do for you because you're getting in the, in the coffin of the grave and coming out resurrected in life. So he basically says that Noah's Ark tells us that that burial and resurrection was to remove any evil from our life. So let me ask you, has anybody come through seasons that you need to bury? Have you come through seasons of, now you don't have to raise your hand or look, you might wanna look straight ahead and not smile as I go through this list. Anybody come through a season of unforgiveness and you need to bury it? Anybody come through a season of pride? Anyone come through a season of anger? Anyone come through a season of struggling in your flesh? Anyone come through a season of murmuring, complaining, Anyone come through a season of gossip and judgmentalism? Anyone come through a season of bad attitudes? Anybody come through a season? And I can go on and on. We can be here all night. I don't want you to raise your hand, and please don't point at anybody else. I mean, that wouldn't be nice at all. If that's you, he says you can come to the coffin. Come to the water, and the water will do the same thing for you as it did for Noah. You can get a fresh covenant with God. That's what that rainbow means. You can get a fresh covenant and a fresh walk. You can get a newness of life, and the storm of your life can be over because water, because baptism can do that. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.